Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. Welcome back to Principles with Corey and Logan. Got another exciting episode for you guys today. And what we're talking about today is kind of heavenly influenced by Jim Rohn. He was one of the first guys I started um, studying or listening to when I started studying leadership and personal growth. Uh, For those of you that don't know, my background is actually in the medical field. And in a five-year period of time, my wife and I, we built two physical therapy clinics, four gyms, had three kids, sold all the businesses and kept all the kids and get to do what I do now, which is do leadership training and development. I like to say I build leaders and transform culture. That's what I like to do is uh, impact people who are going to go out and make an impact in the world. And when when we had our business... Uh, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about leadership. And when we hired our first team member, I kind of got a little bit nervous. I got a little bit scared because I realized that the decisions I made, now they didn't only just affect me and my family. Now they affected somebody else's family and I needed to grow. I needed to get better. We In leadership, we call it the law of the lid, that if you lead anything, if you lead a business, if you lead a family, if you lead a church or a, a nonprofit, or if you lead a, a family unit, that you as the leader, I as the leader, I am the lid on whatever I lead, that my team, my business will never surpass my ability to lead it. But if I grow and develop, if I raise my lid, then the potential of my team can go up as well. And that that's, you know, I intu- intuitively understood that as we um, were building our business and and so I started growing and developing, and one of the first people I started studying is Jim Rohn. So today is heavily influenced by him, some of the content, and he and he has this teaching on the seasons of life. But before we jump into that, for years I've had this small idea. You know, sometimes you got an idea, this little little twinkling kind of thing inside of you. And I had this thought that I wanted to get my pilot's license. I, I just kind of thought it'd be cool to learn how to fly. And I just thought it was cool. And so a few years ago for Christmas, my wife bought me my first pilot's license, my first flying lessons, if you will. And the problem was I dragged my feet and I actually never went. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit disappointing now to think about it. But recently I heard something that was new to me around flying small planes. And did you know, do you know what the number one cause for small plane crashes is? It's a term called spatial disorientation. So what happens is, let's say that you're flying a small plane and you begin to, you know, you're looking out of the window and you begin to fly through these thick clouds to where you can't see anything out of the window. So instead of sight, now you're basing your vision on feeling. And, it, and, and there are times where a pilot can feel like they are upside down and going straight up in the air. And so what causes the pilots to do is they readjust and they actually turn themselves upside down and point the plane straight towards the ground, causing them to crash. See, they're not out of position. They just feel out of position. So pilot schools really teach this hard that you should not rely just on your feelings, but trust your gauges. And so you want to trust your gauges. And for us, this is not what the teaching is on today. Your gauges are your vision, where are you going in life? And then what are your core values? 
What are your non-negotiables? Those are your gauges. When I have an opportunity come to me, is it in alignment with where I want to go in life? And is it in alignment with my core values? See, in life and leadership can sometimes be just as disoriented. You face challenges and it begins to make you question if you're on the right path or if you're, what you're doing is even making a difference. You get to doing things they just don't work out like planned and begins to stir doubt within you. Or even when it looks like someone else or other teams are passing you by, you can begin to get frustrated. The gauges we want to check and hold on to are our beliefs or our core values. But I want to give you a reality check. Not everything comes to us easily, nor do I think it should. I don't think everything should come to us easily. And there's a reason why we say everything worthwhile is uphill because it develops muscles. When we think about success, success is not something we pursue. It's something we attract by who we become. Success is looking for a good place to stay. <laughs> it's looking for good soil to land on so it can produce more than what was actually sown. Uh, I once heard Jim Rohn say that if, um, if for some crazy reason, life decided to hand you a million dollars out of the blue, then it's best you become a millionaire pretty quick. <laughs> so you get to keep the money. Otherwise, sure enough, it'll disappear. You know, it's been said that if you took all the money in the world and if you divided it equally among everyone in the world, then it would soon be back in the same pockets that it started. Now, that's an interesting thought. And in these analogies about money, it's not about having a million dollars. It's not not about having the money. It's about being a millionaire. Most people want to focus on the doing, but I want to suggest that we focus on the being. We begin to act and think in the here and now that's in alignment with where we are going. We, we start to take on the habits and attempt to make decisions like the person who is already at the destination point so that we can be the type of person who can stand under the weight of responsibility when our number is called. See, we, we want to be bigger on the inside than on the outside. Being bigger on the inside is one giant step towards becoming someone whose default mode it is, is to exceed expectations. Now that's something I talk a lot about is being men and women who exceed expectation. Most people want to do just enough. Most people want to do just enough to get by. They want to do just enough so they don't get fired. They want to meet expectation, but we want to be men and women who have a default mode to exceed expectation. You know, somebody will say, well, how in the world do I do that? How do I become above average? And I think what they're looking for is some hidden secret or some kind of new thought. And honestly, uh, I'm just telling you, today culture has lowered the bar so low that for anyone, basically anyone who wants to step out of mediocrity can without much effort. Not much effort but much intentionality. The reality is the starting point is actually pretty simple. You know what I found though? I get the opportunity to coach people from all over, all walks of life, all people work with different teams. And what I found is the things that are simple to do, they're also simple not to do. Most won't do the simple because they're looking for the complex. They think the key is in the complexity when in reality it's in the simple. 
And there's a story in the Bible about this dude named Naaman. You can check this out, 2 Kings 5. But uh, he was a general of a great army. He was a man of high esteem in the eyes of the king. But the guy had this skin disease. And he was told about this other guy who lived in Israel who could heal him named Elisha. Now, I want you to get this. To this man, Israel is a foreign nation. It's kind of like an enemy nation. It, it would be like college football is kicking off. So it would be like if you were an Ole Miss fan and someone told you the only person who could help you and give you the advice you're looking for is a Mississippi State fan. <laughs> it would be like that. But, you know, I guess if you won't help bad enough, you'll humble yourself and go talk to that old state fan, right? But but, but Naaman, he goes to see this guy, Elisha, that he, he was told about. And when Naaman gets to Elisha's house, get this, Elisha doesn't even come out to meet him. He doesn't even go himself. He sends his own servant to tell him and not tell himself. He sends the servant to tell him to go down to the river and wash himself seven times. I mean, you can imagine, Naaman's pretty mad about this. He is a man of high esteem. And this dude, he's done travel to this foreign country. And this man doesn't even come out to see him in the first place. It's because he's placed expectation on what his healing was going to look like. He thought it was going to look super complex or super miraculous. So, so he gets mad and begins to march back home. But his servant, his own servant, says something very profound. I just want to read this to you. This is what his servant said. If the prophet had asked you to do something hard and heroic, wouldn't you have done it? So why not this simple? Wash and be clean. So he went. And you know what happened? He was cleansed. He did the simple and he was cleansed. I want you to know that being above average is simple. So how do you do, how do you, how do you be above average? Well, how about, how about bringing an above average handshake? You, you're probably meeting and seeing and greeting people all day, every day. Grab their hand and give them a handshake that lets them know that you're meeting, that they are meeting someone important because you, my friend, are someone important. So make sure you act like it. How about, how about bringing in an above average smile everywhere you go? A couple of weeks ago, I was flying and I was at the airport and I, I just, you know, just noticing people and I'd look around and some of the faces on these people were cold and boring. You are not boring. You ain't no fuddy-duddy, okay? Put a smile on your face and act like you want to enjoy life. Now, I know I'm not, you guys listening to uh, this podcast, this is not for you, this is for somebody else, because I know you guys have a smile on your face. I know that you bring life wherever you go. So how about bringing above average energy? See, I want to bring a certain kind of presence into any type of room I walk into. I want to shift the atmosphere when I walk into the room. You can say I'm crazy, but I'm telling you right now that you can own a room and shift the culture in an environment with the type of energy that you personally bring. We, we spoke several months ago. Uh, I did, did a podcast on about champions and how champions do not play down to the level of the talent that they are playing against. Well, it's the same here. Don't, don't, bring your energy down to the level of the room, find a way to bring the energy of the room up to where you are. How about bringing in an above average attitude? See, your attitude determines your altitude. That's what Zig Ziglar says. You know, some people, 
They bring happiness wherever they go. Some people bring happiness whenever they go. And we want to be men and women that bring happiness wherever we go, not <laughs> whenever we go, okay? How about bringing an above average manners and, and honor for other people? Saying please and thank you, I'm telling you, things that are super, super simple that your mom and them taught you when you were little, it actually exceeds the expectation of today. I honestly believe this really goes into the lens in which you see people. Do you see people as hindrances or obstacles or objects to be used? Or do you see people as people of value? As we listen, I, I want you to know that you are a person of value created to value other people. We want to be men and women who are people of value, who recognize the value that we bring, but also recognize the value in the people we come in contact with. And I'm just telling you right now, just by having an above average attitude, energy, smile, manners, and honor for others will not only outshine anyone else in the marketplace, you'll also outlast anyone in the marketplace. Now, I'm going to make a statement that those in leadership may or may not like on the surface, but I think you'll get my point as you as you listen into it. Uh, but you want to learn to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. You To bring more value, we have to make ourselves more valuable. Now, that's not a statement to get lazy on the job. No, that see, that's the direct opposite of what I'm trying to say. By working harder on yourself, you're able to bring more value to those around you and to the work that you do. The phrase that I'm saying is work harder on yourself than on your job, not work harder on yourself and do nothing on the job. And <laughs> that's laziness. And laziness in any area, compromise in any area will never lead to success. Because how we do anything is how we do everything. If I say I'm going to work harder on myself and slack on my job, it won't be long before I'm slacking on myself. So what are we to do? And I want to wrap this session up. I want to wrap this podcast up with a, a few key points from Jim Rohn as he talks about the seasons of life. And, you know, in the seasons, you think about the seasons, there's, there's fall, there's spring, there's winter, there's summer. And he likens it to life. And he says, in the winter, you want to learn how to handle the cold seasons. Winter always comes after fall without fail. <laughs> See, some winters are short, some are extra cold, some are mild. But Jim Rohn says it like this. We must learn to handle the nights because they come right after the days. We must learn to handle difficulty. It comes right after opportunity. We must learn to handle recession. It comes right after progression. And you know what? It's been like that for 6,000 years of recorded history. You got the winters where you can't figure it out, the winter where it won't work, where you've ran out of money, where everything you do seems to be a challenge. It's winter time. See, when disappointment comes, the question is, how will you handle it? You can act surprised like it's not supposed to happen to you, that it should be happening to someone else or like somebody's out to get you. And here's the thing, you cannot tear January or December out of the calendar just because you don't like the cold. It doesn't work like that. But you can get wiser. You can get stronger. You can get better. And you can get more skilled. The winters won't change, but you know what? You can. You can change. So don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skill.
The next one is learn to take advantage of the spring. See, this is the season that is AKA, also known as opportunity. This comes right after winter. I mean, that's a great place to put it, right? That is a great place to put opportunity. Opportunity follows difficulty. Day follows night. And here's the key. Take advantage. This is the time to go. You put the foot on the gas pedal and you go. Just because you've got a good spring and you're looking good in the springtime doesn't mean you'll look good in the fall. It's time to go. We're going to get good at one of two things, uh, Jim Rohn says, planting in the spring or begging in the fall. Hmm. Take advantage of the spring. Third is you got to learn to protect your crops all summer long. See, bugs and weeds, they like to creep in to kill off what you've worked hard to cultivate. Some of these bugs and weeds are external, like maybe underhanded competition or a manipulative neighbor. Some of these bugs and weeds are internal, like complacency and idleness. But you want to protect by being proactive. Keep your focus forward. Be diligent with your actions. Be diligent with your time. Diligent with your focus. Guard your time. Guard your moments. Guard your vision. And the fourth one is learn to reap in the fall without complaint. This, wow, this is such a powerful point right here. Take full responsibility for all that happens to you. I'm telling you right now that this is a step into maturity. The moment that you and I are able to take full responsibility for where we are at in life is the moment we step from adolescence and into childhood. I'm glad you picked that up. See, I was just checking to see if you, 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 you were listening where we step in from childhood to adulthood. See, we got to learn to reap without apology if we do well and without complaint if we don't. You know, this is a lesson that I had to learn was that if you if you do the work, if you're sowing and then you reap in abundance, there's no need to apologize for that because it's not by not by accident. It's maturity. We only reap what we sow. So if it's in abundance, then that's not by luck or chance. And if it's meager, that's not by misfortune. Some people need to get rid of their excuse list. They got reasons for why they don't get the results that they claim they want. This season is a season of awareness where I look at the fruit and I begin to consider the process that brought the fruit or the lack of the fruit and if it's meager, I don't want to sit and moan and complain or, or play the blame and the shame game. No, we don't want to do that. We don't, I don't want to sit in shame and moan. I want to become aware. I want to be made aware of my areas of growth. And see, once I become aware of something, now I can grow in and improve. And so today, I hope today has added value to you. I would love for you just to kind of think about where you are at. In life, what's going on in your life? What season do you feel like you're in? How do you take advantage of that season? How do you how do you improve in that season? How do you make it a greater impact in that season? Y'all, I hope today has added value to you. Uh, and I, I want you to know that I've got a couple of books out, a new book out. It's 31 Days of Wisdom. Title of it is Leading with Insight. Uh, I've got links in the show notes below. You can check that out. But uh, make sure that you like and subscribe to this podcast. 
If it has added value to you, I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear some of your feedback. I would love to hear maybe some of the content you would love to hear, or maybe even something that stood out to you. I would love to hear um, some of your feedback. But also, if it has added value to you, make sure to, to share it with a friend or a family member. You can email it. You can put it on social media, whatever you got to do. Uh, just uh, my goal is I want to impact the lives of other people. I want us to be good at what we do, but great at who we are. I want to spark something within people that sparks something within other people. To impact leaders who are going to go out and impact leaders in their generation. So, hey, I hope today has added value to you. I hope you have an awesome, awesome day and God bless. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself and change your life? Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform. And hey, we value your feedback and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?